We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the KCSN Draft Show. He's my favorite player in the draft. This dude right here, he's going to be one of those guys that I stand on the table If for. I could, I would trade up for this guy. This guy has a beat on an early My Guy stamp. A very merry draftness to you. It's the KCSN Draft Show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We're getting to talk a little bit of draft here. It is very much draft season here uh, at KC Sports Network. We've been plugging away draft guides and stuff out there we've been working uh a lot on it and you know see you guys that you know, hear some more about that soon but we'll get there we'll get there soon enough uh here to help me talk about some prospects today maddie lane find him on twitter at chief in carolina wearing the <laughs> not at chief in carolina try oh, again no! try again <laughs> oh no Find him on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN. Rocking the short sleeve East West Shrine Bowl hoodie that he got in Vegas. And uh, it's trying to ruin my life. I'm doing no such thing. Um, <laughs> like like Ken said, you know, the, the draft guide, the, the work going in is uh, full bore right now as we lead up to the combine and trying to get closer and closer to the draft. I haven't seen sunlight in three and a half days because of it. Um <laughs> You know, burning burning the the fuel on both ends right now. But uh, really, this is this is the time of the year I love. I love the draft. I love that we're finally kind of getting all into it this year. Without the Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl, you kind of got to flip that page a little bit sooner. So I feel a little bit more ready for the draft. But now this like issue comes in is, goodness, we still have a long time to wait. So I, I'm ready to keep talking about it. But losing those extra like three weeks of actual football talk because the Chiefs lost in the championship game rather the Super Bowl. Makes a big difference. Big difference. Massive difference. <laughs> this has been this has been quite a uh, quite an off season already. Okay, so here's what we're doing. We, you know, last couple uh, last couple shows of the KCSN draft show before the NFL Combine. Uh, the next time we, you know, one of the two two times from now when we do this show, it'll be mid Combine, so you might get some reactions to some of that. But we kind of want to preview, you know, just the the NFL Combine. We're gonna do offense today. We're gonna do defense uh next week uh so we're just going to kind of go position by position and talk through some players best performance who can help themselves the most and who we think 
uh, will probably not perform as well as maybe some people are expecting. So uh, let's just kind of start there. We'll go with the quarterback position. Maddie, I want to know who you think has the best performance of all the quarterbacks. Ooh, uh, I'm going to go with Matt Corral for the simple fact that I think Ooh. he has to throw. I think he has to go out there and throw because everybody has seen all the other top quarterbacks throw. This will be the second thing. They all got to see him at the senior bowl. Corral was the only one of the top group that wasn't there. I think that he's got to go out there. He's got to throw. There'll be a lot of pressure to do good, but I think he lives for those situations. I think he'll be, I don't want to say super athletic and I don't think anyone thinks he's not athletic either, but like he'll be good enough athletes, you know, open a little bit of eyes, get a, you know, a side eye look at it. Like, oh, okay, he can move a little bit. So I think he'll have the best overall performance. I could see him looking the best throwing the ball when you kind of combine arm strength, accuracy and all this different stuff. I think I'm going to go with Malik Willis quarterback out of Liberty because if he does go out and he tests and he tests the way some people anticipate that he's going to, I think he can just completely, uh, you know, really, really submit himself well in, the, in this position, you know, an opportunity to be QB one in this draft. And, you know, we, we know about the arm talent and it'll be interesting to see him throw against, you know, throw to another group of, of, of receivers um you know, that he maybe doesn't have a ton of, ex of experience with, but I think you could see him really put on a show I think he will put on a show. I think he's going to wind up having the best performance and continue to catapult himself uh, into the position that he did when, at the start of the senior bowl. So uh, that's my guy. Let's look at uh, who can help themselves the most. This is, this is an interesting one. Who do you think can help themselves the most, Matthew? Um, here's a little bit of a sleeper. Western Michigan's Caleb Ellaby. I think he was an early entrant into the draft. I think it caught some people by surprise. He's a guy that, you know, there was clearly some traits that you liked, but everyone I think anticipated he'd go back to school, come out next year. And I don't know if he saw this quarterback class being not as strong or what the rationale was, but I think he was a guy most anticipated he'd go back. I think he can come out there. And if he can come out and throw the ball as good as these top guys, if he can come out and move well and things like that, I think he's just so much more of an unknown. He comes out and has the most impressive throwing performance. It's a weak quarterback class. I mean, who's to say he can't start competing for that back end of the tier one quarterbacks in this class if he looks that good in this, you know, isolated incident. So I think that's what I'm going to go with. I like that one a lot. And we haven't really talked. I, mean, I don't think people at large have talked much about Caleb Bellaby. He kind of gets treated outside of that, you know, st standard traditional tier. He's an interesting prospect. He's a fun prospect. I have some concerns after watching him a little bit more recently uh, that that make me feel comfortable keeping him out of that tier. But I do like him, uh, if that makes sense. The guy I think that could help himself the most is EJ Perry out of Brown, the guy from East West Shrine Bowl. He just got done winning the Shrine Bowl MVP. When we had our conversation with Eric Galco, he said, hey, EJ Perry, he's going to test through the roof. I want to see it. If he tests the way some people anticipate he does, some of the tracking data at the East West Shrine Bowl had him as one of the five fastest players at the event. This could be a really good, you know, thing for him. I got a guy who's kind of put himself in a position to potentially get drafted, uh, which is a big deal for him. All right. So a guy that maybe, you know, we think might hurt themselves or could ha could hurt themselves at the quarterback position this week. Uh, I'm thinking right. the Oh, I was going to yep. take the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I'm taking the low-hanging fruit. Carson Strong. Um, if that knee doesn't check out, that's a big issue. I also don't think he threw the ball very well 
in Mobile. Like from what I saw, he didn't have a lot of velocity. He hung out some hospital balls. Like he just, he didn't throw the ball well. And I think going into that, a lot of people said that just his arm, not the strongest, but he might've had the most complete arm talent in the class. And it certainly didn't look like it in Mobile. So he comes out, doesn't throw well again. He's not going to be a guy that moves super well. And that knee doesn't check out. I mean, he's technically in that tier one of quarterbacks right now, but he could fall way out of it if any of those things kind of keep starting to build up on him. Yeah, I think I think Carson Strong is the answer uh, for sure. I will say this, you know, I, I had Kenny Pickett firmly as QB1 for a little bit. Uh, that's kind of settled settled in a little bit more as we've watched some stuff. I, you know, honestly, I think Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis are all stacked really tight up against each other for me with our current grades. Uh, Kenny Pickett hasn't measured his hands and he wouldn't measure his hands at the senior bowl. And this is like his next chance to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm not like, you know, we'll see like it just, it's going to be a storyline all off season until he actually does it. And this is going to be another chance for him to not do it. So I'm kind of interested <laughs> uh, running back time. Let's, let's say uh, who we think is going to have the best performance at the, uh, at the combine Maddie. Uh, best for, you know what? I'm going to go with James cook. I think on this one and not necessarily for the testing. I think he'll test. Well, I think the testing will be good. I think he'll run good. The agilities will be really good, but I think when you actually still go start to watch the drills, and this is one of the positions where I think the drills you could watch and maybe get something from it because it's footwork, it's catching the ball. I think he'll be the best back out there in just about every drill. His feet are great. I think he can change directions really good. So you start watching those drills, you start watching those running backs catch. I think he will stick out more than a lot of other guys, even if the athletic testing is really good, but not elite in any one particular area. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with local kid Tyler Beatty out of Missouri. I'm really curious to see what his athletic testing is. I'm curious about a few things because now that he lost Beatty, weight too. Yeah. I was, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, his weight, you know, his, his weights varied a little bit here and there. Um, what does he weigh? What does he run at that weight? What kind of testing does he does? Cause like, I think he's in a position where he can really help himself and he could potentially push himself firmly into that day two conversation, that day two mix. You know, if he continues to check some of these boxes, um, I really enjoyed watching his tape when I, when, when I put it on and uh, yeah, if he tests, well, I think that could really go a long way in helping him who could help themselves the most Maddie. Kyron Williams. I think the general belief is he won't be that fast. He won't be that big, but he's a really good receiver and he's fantastic in pass protection, right? Like what you like about him are the little things. The problem is when you combine that with a lack of speed and not great size, you kind of get lost, especially now with uh, Damon Pierce, kind of Damian Pierce showing up in Mobile, you now have two guys that kind of do the same thing. Only one of them is going to be bigger and maybe just as fast. So if Kyron Williams can come out and just be a lot faster than everybody thinks, it doesn't have to be a blazer, but if he can just be a lot like faster than what everyone's predicting, maybe be a little bit bigger, you're going to get him right back into running back one conversation if he's not already there for you, just because I think everyone's doubting the physical profile so much at this point. What about, let's go like Jerry and Ely. Uh, he's a guy that there's not a ton of, there's not a ton of guys that are, are really blown away from a ton of dudes in this class. Like, I think there's, I'm very whelmed by this running back class largely and a lot of the physical traits. Um, I think, I think he's a guy that could potentially, you know, if he goes out and runs well, like there's, there's a guy with a little bit of juice. That's a guy that can kind of help himself. I think he's going to always kind of be relegated to a kind of, kind of a gadget running back type player. He's going to be a, 
um, you know, manufactured touches, you know, change of pace guys, never going to be you know, a guy that's going to take the full load. But if, if he can kind of show and separate himself with some, you know, some speed, some, some of that explosiveness and really put it on tape, I think, or put it on, on, on the testing, I think that could go a long way. Uh, all right. So who do we think a guy that might hurt themselves at the NFL combine? Do you, do you have one off the top of your head? Yes. Go for it. I don't want to steal your thunder here. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how the process goes for Letty Brown. Uh, the running back out of West Virginia after speaking with him a little bit, um, getting to see, you know, how he tests, I think is going to be really important for him. Um, how he, uh, interviews will be very interesting as well. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how, how the process goes for Letty Brown moving forward. Yeah, that's a really good one. And I was kind of trying to decide between a later round guy or an early round guy. So you went later, I'll go early. I'm going to go with Isaiah Spiller. And he's still going to get drafted. Yeah, he's going to get drafted no matter what. So don't give me like he's going to be drafted because he's a good football player. But I think you're getting dangerously close to um, the running back out of Georgia a couple years ago that ran an awful time. I forget the name, but the guy that ran like a 4-7 or whatever. Yeah, oh, 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 because I really liked him coming out. It was – I think you're getting dangerously close to that territory where you're going to run just such a bad 40 time that it makes him barely draftable. And if you get that, I mean, like, what can you do? It doesn't matter how strong you are or it doesn't matter how good your vision is or anything. If you are going to run as slow as that, that's possible, you know, we're talking like high four sixes, four seven. It's just what can you do at the NFL level? And I really think it's possible that Isaiah Spiller gets close to that level. It was Elijah Holyfield. That was it. Yes, yes. I don't know how I, I forget that name. I was a I I was a fan of an Elijah. But, yeah, but, but tell me, you don't see similarities in their running style. They're kind of just like where they are. Not the, not one for one, but just like similar types of players. And you watch them in college, like okay, they don't. They're not a blazer with long speed, but there's a like you kind of watch them. You think there's enough. They don't get caught frequently. But if you look enough, there's enough times where guys do catch them, and not just cornerbacks. Like just guys catch them. I just wonder if you get a four six eight out of Isaiah Spiller, what that does to his draft stock. All right, let's talk wide receiver. Oh, let's say, one. yeah, who who do you think has the best performance, uh, if you're guessing right now, at the NFL Combine? The best performance? I'm going to go with Alec Pierce, a wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Um, I don't know. The wide receiver is hard because the drills can be very much up for interpretation and stuff like that. And I think there might be some drills where he looks a little stiffer than other guys, but I think he's going to blow up the testing. I think you're going to get a huge guy. that's 220, 215, 220 pounds legitimate. He's going to run, I believe in the low four fours or mid four fours jump through the roof. Like his testing is just going to be so bonkers that it might, it'll erase anything you see out of the stiffness of his hips through the testing. And I still think he catches the ball. Well, you're going to get some of those corner routes or go routes where he has to adjust and looks good. His hands are solid. So I think he has a good all around performance, but just look out for those explosive numbers. The belief is that uh, Christian Watson, the wide receiver out of North Dakota state is going to test extremely well. And this man has really helped himself in this draft process to this point. Uh, He, you know, he, he lit up the senior bowl. I think he's going to go out and test the way some people think he is. And I think he's going to really catapult his draft stock. Uh, can, you know, continue to, to just, just, just the continue the trajectory that it's on. All right. Who can help themselves the most Maddie? So this was a guy that I almost went with for the best performance, but I saved him for this. It's sky Moore, a wide receiver out of Western Michigan. We talked about his quarterback earlier. I'm coming back for the wide receiver. The quarterback is kind of like a diamond in the rough. Maybe he can, maybe he can help himself. 
I think Sky Moore is going to help himself. I think he's going to get close, if not get under 4'3". He's supposed to be, you know, he's going to be a fast guy. And he's a little smaller at 5'10", 195 pounds. But when you start flirting with sub 4'3 at that, and then you get out there and watch the agilities, which he's going to compete for some of the best times there. You watch his route running. You go see his ball skills and contested catch stuff on tape after the combine. Like, Sky Moore is a guy that's definitely worth keeping your eyes on once this combine starts. Yeah, he, Maddie loves Sky Moore. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like it's a every year. There's like one smaller wide receiver that I kind of like, but then I'm worried they're just gonna be a gadget guy, and I pull off and do a complete 180 and get away from them. Sky Moore's not that though. Just when you watch him, he's not a gadget player at all. Like he actually, he might run sub four three, and the thing that he might do the worst is yards after the catch. Like that might be his worst trait as a small. Oh, Anthony Schwartz. All right, don't don't you dare compare those two in any way, shape, or form. But just he's that good. Go YouTube Western Michigan's offense. Go watch LB. Go watch Sky Moore. You cannot come away not being impressed by him. All right, let's go. Kyle Phillips, the wide receiver out of US UCLA. We're talking about guys continuing to improve their draft stock and improve their profile. And you know, I think Kyle Phillips can help himself a lot if he goes out and tests well. If he goes out and runs well and shows some of that vertical speed, which he one of the things he kind of mentioned when he talked to us. And I'm, you know, we'll, you know, we'll we'll get we'll get to some Kyle Phillips discussions at some point. I'm pretty sure here, but um, I think he's a guy that can really put some pressure uh, on 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 defensive backs with his vertical speed. That's what he wants to show. I think if he can put that on tape and continue to do what he did with the route running uh that he, you know he put on display at the shrine bowl that's a that's a big step there all right who do we think could really hurt themselves this week or this this upcoming uh couple weeks from now i'm gonna go with romeo dubs uh wide receiver out of nevada i'm just double up doubling up on my quarterback wide receiver combos here i guess but, so uh, i didn't even i did not plan this dubs had i thought dubs had a really rough senior bowl go um i think he really struggled to get off press he dropped a lot of footballs now obviously at the combine he's not going to be dealing with defenders but kind of his calling card is the height, weight, speed combination. That's what he's supposed to do. Is he's supposed to be a big, fast receiver. If he doesn't run fast, I think that is a big red flag for him, given you know some of the route running woes, the inability to deal with physicality. And then they're going to run the gauntlet. He's going to run a bunch of routes on air. If he's dropping passes the way he was in Mobile for the second time in front of everybody, like that's that's almost a, you know, a nail in the coffin for your draft stock going down the tube if he does not catch everything this time around. I'm going to keep an eye on Traylon Burks, uh, a guy that might be might hurt himself a little bit potentially because I think he's got good linear speed. I don't know if the change of direction ability, some of the drills that are they're going to have to get run through are necessarily going to going to going to bode well for him. I'm still fascinated in Burks in a lot of different ways. Like I do think he's kind of a linear player. I think you want him getting a head start. You want him getting a little runway. Um, you want him, you know, kind of getting the ball in his hands on these manufactured touches where he's actually moving and then trying to give him some shots down the field. I'm curious to see, you know, just how developed his route tree is and, you know, how developed as a route runner he is. Some of the change of direction ability as a player. I'm very curious to see what it looks like for him. I don't know if this 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 thing is set up perfectly for him. It's going to be interesting to navigate. And it'll be interesting to see the takeaways from people about a very good player in Burks if he doesn't maybe perform with some of the agility drills and, and some of the, you know, like if his three cone and stuff like that wind up being a little DK-ish. We'll find out. Um, and I'm not invoking DK, don't get me wrong. Uh, tight end position. Who do we think is having the best performance of all the tight ends? Let's go to UCLA with Greg. That was going there. Let's <laughs> nice. go. Nice. Um, 
Former wide receiver, really good athlete, really smooth mover. I think in a tight end class that everybody thinks is really good. Uh, I don't think you have a lot of super dynamic guys. You don't have a lot of super dynamic receivers and guys that you feel really good about splitting out wide and being your move tight end. Greg Dulcich is that guy. And I think he's going to, I think he had a really good senior bowl. He's going to continue to impress when they get out there and start testing and just run around in shorts and stuff like that. So I think he's going to do a really good job. He's just going to have the best performance all around in this loaded ish, but like loaded at mid tier level tight end class. Yeah. Weird class where it's like day two is going to be lit. Um, I, I same. I was going to go there. So let's go ahead and let's talk about players that can help them the most at the NFL combine at the tight end position. Well, you go first, so I don't steal your guy again. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Daniel Bellinger out of San Diego State. I think he's a guy that kind of helped himself a little bit the, uh, at the uh, Senior Bowl. A really solid blocking tight end. Uh, I want to see if he's able to, you know, maybe continue to build off of that. I'm curious to see how he tests. If he tests well, he blocks well, um, continues to show development as a receiver. I think he's a guy who could help himself. I'm going to go with Jeremy Rucker out of Ohio State. And I think that's, Ooh, actually, that's a good one, too. Yeah. And I wasn't going to go with him, but I think I, I want to tie this into my guy that could hurt himself the most. So I'm just going to run right into that next. So I'm going to go with Jeremy Rucker because I think barely use at Ohio State because that offensive system just doesn't care about tight ends. They mostly use him as a blocker and like the occasional third down or red zone target guy. I think he's going to get out there. Just people are going to realize that he moves a little bit better than you're going to think based on what his production is. He's going to catch everything. So I think he's going to be not a great athlete, but at least an average or above average athlete kind of across the board and just look the part. And you're going to compare that with everybody else's tight end one, Trey McBride out of Colorado State. I think Rutgers just going to move and test better across the board. I get it. That's not Trey McBride's game, but he wasn't that big in Mobile. He's listed at like 6'5", 270 in their program. He showed up at 6'3", 250. That's a big difference if you're going to come out and be a subpar athlete, not really create any separation, not change directions well. Yeah, he'll catch everything. His routes don't look bad by any means. It's just I think Ruckert's going to move through everything a whole lot better than McBride, and you're sitting here wondering who tight end one is. I think this is a really good way to separate the two of them because one I think is going to stand out a lot more. I think that's a great, I think that's a great one. I'm, I'm curious about Isaiah likely, uh, you know, he kind of gets, some people have kind of tried to tag him as just an F move type guy. Um, if he's going to be an F two move type guy, I think he's got to test. Well, I don't know if we're going to, I'm just curious to see what his testing results wind up looking like. Um, as an athlete, because I don't know if I, I, I don't, I'll be honest with you, like through this process, like I haven't been overwhelmed by him as a blocker. I haven't really been overwhelmed by, you know, I wasn't overwhelmed by a senior bowl performance or his athletic profile running up against some of these other guys. I'm fascinated. Um, if that's the case, I'm fascinated. Uh, I, I, what did you, what did you think just real quick? Cause like we kind of burned through the, the tight ends. What did you think of Isaiah likely senior bowl? I didn't love it. Um, I think, think that he ran his routes like he was a wide receiver which he he's definitely more of your move h-back tight end but there was a little too much stutter stepping there was a little too much he wasn't getting in and out of his breaks as quickly as he needed to for his athletic level so i i didn't love that uh when he got his hand on the ball he usually caught it but i didn't love his approach to the football consistently either so like he's a receiving tight end through and through that I don't know if he approaches the receiving game the way he needs to for his particular profile or skill set. So just, it makes me a little worried. 
I don't know if he's yeah he he's an F type, but I was a little underwhelmed for him as an F type when it came to some of the blocking drills. And yeah, I don't know like I don't know if he's gonna I don't know what kind of athleticism he really has. Um, I don't know what kind of athleticism he really really possesses. And if you're gonna be one of these guys that's gonna get an opportunity to be an F type receiver uh, or F type tight end. You know your draft stock's going to be a little bit contingent on your athletic profile too. So if if he doesn't do well there, I think he's a guy that could really hurt himself. And I haven't really necessarily seen anything that's getting me overly excited there in that regard. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about the tackles. Who do you think uh, Who do you think helps themselves the most at the tackle position, Maddie? Oh, do we want best performance or helps himself the most? Oh, sorry. Best performance. Go yeah, there first. Yeah, do you, no, want, good, do yeah. you want the low-hanging fruit? or Just take go. All right. Uh, Evan Neal, he's going to put on one of the best combine performances of all time. Like, I know not everybody likes to watch the combine, and I get it if you don't. But if you're even remotely interested, like, Evan Neal is going to have – one of the best combine performances that you've ever seen. It's going to be done at like 350 pounds. Like just make sure you tune in. I don't think I Kim Aquanu is going to be too far behind him too. I think he's another guy that could really put on a nice show. It's not, maybe won't be as impressive because he's not going to do it at 350 pounds, but I Kim Aquanu, the offensive tackle out of North Carolina state is another guy that, uh, that could probably, he's probably going to put on a pretty nice little show there. All right. Who's the guy that can help themselves the most? At tackle, I'm gonna go with Abraham Lucas, um, an Your offensive boy. tackle out of Washington State because he really, really impressed me uh, in the Senior Bowl. I liked what I saw. He had a really strong anchor for a Washington State offensive tackle, a Mike Leach air raid offensive tackle. He might not be as fleet of foot as you're thinking, but God, he was solid. Guys couldn't run through him. Even if he started to get on his heels, his ability to just re-anchor and torque and pull guys out of weird positions was great. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to him. I don't think you're going to take another guy. So I also got to say, I am intrigued by Austin Deculus out of LSU. He Ooh. just told me, at, he told me at the Shrine Bowl that his goal at the combine is to show everybody that he's a lot 
a lot better athlete than everybody thinks he is. So just, you know, he put me on notice because he, he was talking to big games. So I'm excited to see what he's got. I'm going to roll with Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. And some Northern Iowa guys have really shown up testing well recent memory. Uh, I'm curious to see if Trevor Penning is able to continue uh, that trend. And, and he's a guy that, you know, if he goes out and tests the way, you know, some of these Northern Iowa guys have in recent memory, he's going to continue to help himself. I think, you know, a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about what he did at the senior bowl. And he was a nasty physical player. He was, uh, frustrating some guys on the defensive side of the football over there at Northern Iowa. And I think largely he, he did a good job helping himself. You know, there's still some rawness to his game. That he's going to continue to develop and he's going to continue to play against some of these elite talents with some, you know, different kind of different kind of strengths and skill sets. Uh, but I think Trevor Penning continues to ascend if he puts on a, a show at the combine. And I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility. Who do we think can hurt themselves? It's hard because I think the biggest way to hurt yourself as an offensive tackle is to show up with super short arms. And I feel like the college football, like especially for these uh, like all-star games, has done a good job of weeding those guys already to the interior. So I don't know who we're expecting to have short arms. But one guy that I could see, if we're still calling him an offensive tackle, maybe not putting out his best foot is Darian Kennard out of Kentucky. I think you're going to compare his feet. You're going to compare some of his drills and movement skills with these other tackles that you're looking at in the top 100-ish. And you're just going to you know, pretty much immediately say, nah, that's a guard. And that's undoubtedly going to come with a little bit of a drop in his perceived draft stock at the time. All right, let's move on. One more position to interior offensive linemen. So who do we think is going to have the best performance of the interior offensive linemen? Um, I think everybody, and I mean, everybody's going to go with Linderbaum here. And if you want to, that's fine. I think that's probably the right choice. So I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to come at you with Cole Strange, the bear wonder, because I, and I don't know what it's going to be. I literally have no idea what this is going to show up as. I don't know if he's going to be super athletic. I just don't know enough about him. My exposure to him so small, but I'm so intrigued. I like everything I saw about him, his ability to react to things within just a couple minutes of each other was phenomenal. I'm going to take Cole Strange. I'm just, I'm just going to bet on what I saw at the Senior Bowl carrying over to this next level of competition. Fine, I'll take the low-hanging low fruit. You should. Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa is a guy that some people are considering a generational center prospect. And this guy um, does have some outstanding movement skills. He has... You know, he's, he's kind of like a little bit on the smaller side. Like, so he's one of those smaller centers and people are probably going to be a little bit worried about that because we've been hurt by well-testing athletic uh, athletic centers in recent memory. But I do think he's got enough functional strength, core strength, uh, just overall strength that he's going to do just fine. He's a still, you know, for his size, is a dominant football player. Um, I think he could really blow this combine up along the interior. He's worth watching. Uh, make sure I, I, it'll be interesting to watch and, and don't discredit just because it's 290 pounds when he does it. So uh, who could help themselves the most, Maddie? So I'm going to go with the guy that we got to actually talk to down at the Shrine Bowl. Uh, I'm going to go with Cordell Volson out of North Dakota State. He played all four positions throughout his college career during these practices. I think that if he can come, he's a road grader. He's a mauler. He's a physical guy. And I think that's why everyone anticipates he's moving to the inside. But if he can come out and just prove to be a plus athlete, not a great one, but a plus athlete, I think that could help his, uh, his draft stock skyrocket. And like I said, we got to talk to him. I think we all enjoyed talking to him. So much fun. It had so much fun doing it. You guys should uh, take a listen here right now. 
I am here with North Dakota State's offensive lineman, Cordell Volson, national champion. Like, I'm four, is it four? Did you go all four years, five years? I got four of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a rough life out there for you. That's that's probably going to be one of the toughest transitions is like, you know, teams really don't consistently win the Super Bowl every year. I mean, how are you going to deal with, how are you going to deal with, you know, the likelihood that you're probably going to have more than one loss in a season? You know, I think it'll be a little bit of a change, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's still the opportunity to play football. And uh, that's what anyone that loves playing football, that's all they can ask for. Yeah, you know, you guys, you guys turn out a lot more NFL draft prospects than most FCS schools. What do you think that, what is, what is it about that place that is, you know, helping you guys develop so well? You know, I think one of the, one of the key contributors to, you know, the success that we've had is, is we bring a lot of guys in that need to be developed. And uh, we've been fortunate to have, have some really good players ahead of them. So they haven't had to been had to be thrown into the fire, you know, from from the start. So they've had time to develop. You know, you see a lot of schools where, you know, a kid will come in and maybe they're a little underdeveloped, but they can contribute to the team. And, you know, they're thrown into the fire and they have to contribute. And they never fully develop. Um, you know, I think at NDSU, our coaching staff does a great job of of developing us, teaching us how to play the game, the X's and O's of the game, and then developing us physically um, in the in the weight room with our strength and conditioning staff, and then as well as on the field as far as technique. And um, you know our coaches do a great job. I think we got the best staff in the country, and um, you know everything that I achieve, I owe it all to them. Yeah, so I'm curious to kind of hear you know the you know the draft process, the biggest interview of your life, your your pursuit of you know continuing your football career. What are the things that you're really wanting to show NFL teams uh, about you, the player? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is showing guys that it doesn't matter what level I play it at. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what helmet the guy's wearing across from me. It's at the end of the day, it's just football. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so just being just as dominant as I was playing, you know, somebody from South Dakota as I am playing somebody from, you know, wherever the sec the acc it doesn't matter but just you know continuing to show that you know i'm a dominant player and uh, you know that's kind of been the biggest mission for me this week so let's talk about maybe feedback from some nfl teams what are some of the technical things that they've kind of wanted to see uh for your growth and development through the draft process yeah i think some of the main things that i need to improve on is uh play with better hands i think at times i'm i'm wide with my hands but um you know i think that's something that with um over time and working at it and having good, um, you know, coaching on it, it's, it's going to come pretty, pretty easily. Um, and then just consistently playing with better pad level. I think it doesn't matter who you are. You can always play with better pad level. So, um, you know, those are two of the, two of the main things that I've kind of picked up this week. Okay. So who was your team growing up? You know, I mean, <laughs> you got to say it, um, the Vikings yeah. just, just because, um, you know, you grew up in North Dakota, um, I, I know a lot of people in North Dakota that were that were Vikings fans for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you know they're on they're on local television, you know, local radio. Mm -hmm. So you know you grow up rooting for them, and um, yeah, definitely been been the team that I watched and paid the most attention to growing up. Sure, yeah, that's that's kind of the region. I have a buddy; uh, he does a lot of draft stuff with us. Actually, uh, he grew up in North Dakota. He's a Packers fan just because <laughs> he wanted to be different than his dad, who was a Vikings fan. Right. So like that's you know, right. it was just a little bit of that. Um, Okay, so um, let's let's talk about uh, you know draft weekend. What would draft weekend you know? What's it going to mean for you uh, if you get your your name called? 
yeah, I, I mean, it's every kid grows up wanting to be a professional football player. And, um, you know, when that, when that phone call comes in and, and the opportunity is there, um, you know, it's going to be surreal, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, um, you know, just another opportunity to continue to play football. And uh, that's what I'm most, most thankful for. Okay. Let's say you get a call from an 816 number. That's Kansas city. Let's say the chiefs are calling. They're going to draft you. What would it mean to be drafted by the chiefs? You know, I, I mean, that would, that would be great. I think it brings back to what we talked about earlier is, you know, going to a organization that consistently plays for Super Bowls, consistently mm-hmm. plays, you know, um, consistently wins games. Um, you know, I mean, going into a culture like that, it would, it would be unbelievable, um, you know, because this game is a lot of fun, but winning always makes it a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Cordell, really, really excited to get to talk to you. It's been, you know, a blast watching you through this process. Best of luck. We're rooting for you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was North Dakota State offensive lineman Cordell Volson. It was genuinely one of my favorite prospects to listen to and talk to. Um, quiet, confident, humble, but don't want to mess with him on the football field. And he definitely showed that at the East-West Shrine Bowl. All right, let's talk about some players that can, uh, you know, that might potentially hurt themselves at uh, at the NFL Combine uh, with their performances. Do you, do you have one? If you got one, lay it on me. Uh, I was thinking about, I I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see if Zion Johnson lives up to the hype. I think there's some people that think he's a little bit stiff. I'm kind of curious, you know, what he does from a movement skill perspective in some of the drills. And it's also some of the athletic testing because, um, you know, I, I, I think, I, I think that the, the, the thought that he's stiff is probably pretty fair if I'm being honest with you, but we'll see how that manifests itself. There's some people that are just are ready to defy that that if you listen to Duke Manyweather, you know, he, he probably will push back on that a little bit, but that's something that you kind of see when you watch him on tape. I'm going to go with kind of a combo of just the, all of these other non Tyler Linderbaum, small centers. So you got Cam Jurgens out of Nebraska. You got Alec Lindstrom out of Boston college. These guys that are struggling to hit 300 pounds. How do they look moving? Do, are they getting outclassed by guys that weigh 30, 40 more pounds than them? Are they barely keeping serve with those guys? Or are they you know, running laps around them? If you're not running laps around them in some of these drills at that size, then I, what are we doing? Like You can't be 290 pounds and not look significantly more agile, faster, and all of that. So I think that's a good place to start if you want to start trying to weed out some of these maybe underside centers. And there's a few of them in this combine list. Well, that is going to do with the offensive preview uh, on the KCSN draft show for the NFL Combine. We are getting ramped up for you know draft season's full full fledged upon us. We'll look at the defensive side of the football next week. Uh, there will probably be some announcements that have come out about the draft guide and all kinds of good stuff there. All kinds of fun stuff happening here at KC Sports Network. We're excited uh, to to be getting going. And uh, yeah, hope you all are having a merry draftmas, and we'll catch you later. <laughs>